What's up, Pickleheads? Today we're back. We uh, want to talk about something that's uh, been on our minds lately, especially on my mind, and that is why winners continue to win. Uh, specifically, I want to focus on one player, number one pickleball player in the world, Ben Johns, and talk about why I think he wins consistently. Stick around to the end. I'm sure Austin will give us multiple tips on how we can be winners as well. What's up, boss? What is up? I'm excited for this podcast because you actually went to San Clemente MLP. You got, I don't know what you got, gonorrhea or something while you were there. <laughs> and you've been throwing your guts up. <laughs> yeah, just but a stomach flu, yeah. It was worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> gonorrhea of all things. Yeah. Uh, to- he, he contracted to- it from Ben Johns himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got crabs. Uh, so, so what so, have you had? What is it? Just a flu? Yeah, just a stomach flu. This is my second stomach flu in less than a month. Wow! So I actually didn't. I got it from the kids when we got back. So, mom was oh, babysitting okay. the kids, and I ended up getting a flu from one of them. And she didn't. I thought I was past it because it's been like a week. And then yesterday, I was like, oh no. I can feel it. And uh, yeah, that was not fun. But anyway, prior to that, got to go to my first MLP. For any of those that don't know what MLP is, it's Major League Pickleball. Uh, This was the championships at the end of the year. Um, There were only four premier teams left. And uh, they battled it out uh, until the final. One of those teams was the Chicago Slice and Ben Johns is part of that team. Um, I've been to other pickleball tournaments before. Austin and I have both been to multiple uh, PPAs, which is the Professional Pickleball Association, but I had not been to uh, Major League Pickleball before. Scratch that. You remember when you and I played a tournament in California? There was a major league pickleball tournament going on. We didn't we didn't watch it or anything. We basically played our our little tournament and went home. But I mean, I guess we kind of saw a teensy bit walking in and walking out. But this was the first one that I went to. I went to actually watch. My wife and I both went. It was a blast. Uh, but before I talk about how winners win and what I noticed while I was there. Everyone talks about how the Major League Pickleball experience is so different and like so much better than PPA or APP. I got to be honest, and maybe people are going to hate me for this. MLP felt a lot like a PPA tournament. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Like it wasn't, I, I didn't really notice much of a difference. Um, it could be the fact that this was, so this came directly after ppa so ppa was that weekend ben and all the other players had played from thursday through sunday at the ppa championships and they went directly into monday tuesday playing uh major league pickleball so it was the same venue and everything they just switched a few things up to say mlp instead of ppa that's funny i mean that that could have been part of it um the fact that they're merging the eventual merge, I still don't think it's official, um, might have had something to do with it too. I 
I don't know. I love going and watching, but it did feel like a PPA tournament. That being said, San Clemente is a sweet venue, like super nice venue. Uh, the seating was definitely better. Um, like the, the whole experience, uh, as far as like being there was really nice. The weather was absolutely perfect. Of course. Um, it just felt like really like ritzy and nice being in San Clemente. But other than that, I didn't really notice much of a difference between PPA and MLP. So now all the Sun. MLP diehards can yell at me for that but that part kind of felt felt the same um but if you do have a chance to go to a professional pickleball tournament it is it's it's fun to go to and you can definitely learn a lot more in person and i'm talking a lot but that's what i wanted to talk about today okay so we go ben john's team is not the favorite because he was picked first in the draft and when you're picked first in the draft uh, your other teammates come later in the draft. So, you know, that's their way of, which makes sense. That's their way of evening out all the teams, right? And they definitely didn't have the best record. So they had to win in order to get to the final. And I didn't think this time, I typically don't bet against Ben Johns. I didn't think this time their team was going to get to the final. Uh, mostly because before they even started playing, Ben looked like he was sleepwalking. <laughs> um, and he may have been really tired from playing from Thursday through Sunday, and then all of a sudden he's got to play Monday, basically mid-morning. Um, so that's a really quick turnaround, and you're not getting much rest. But I did notice some things with him that I'm finally putting together now. Mm -hmm. So do you ever watch him? I'm going to ask you this question, Oss. Um, by the way, for everyone listening, I did not tell Austin what we were talking about this week just to make <laughs> it more exciting. Um, but this question, do you ever notice Ben arguing with the ref or arguing with the other players about a call? Or do you ever notice him whining a bunch about something? Do you ever notice him like lose control? I just wonder... For, for all those questions, I think the answer is the same. But do you ever notice him lose it or anything like that? Like No, he doesn't. He doesn't lose it. I forgot that people are listening. I was shaking my head there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys could hear me shake my head there. But no, you really don't. Like Something that was interesting about this last MLP is in the final, he was playing against Anna Bright, who I'm not a fan of at all. And I just don't like her on-court antics. She's Same. She looks like she's just on drugs, honestly. She really does. <laughs> yeah. She like, she'll go back to the line and she'll dribble her, her ball. And it's like she has like almost like a, a, a tick with whatever she's on. She's got to be on something. Anyway, she bugs <laughs> the crap out of me. She challenged a call, that a non-call being made from the previous point. She said, we want to challenge you and see if Ben stepped on the line. And Ben was like, what? You can't do that. He said something along those lines. You were there, so you saw this firsthand. But it was something like, what? You can't do that. And the ref was like, yes, she can. Yes, she can. <laughs> and I'm just like, get this ref out of here. This is the stupidest rule ever. Even if that is a yeah. rule, you shouldn't enforce it. And that rule needs yeah. to be changed to go and 
be like, hey, on point number one, we're now on point 21 now or whatever. On point number one, I think that he stepped on the line. I want to challenge it. It's like, what? Yeah, there's not a chance. There's no way that's a rule. Anyways, but that's the only thing that I've ever seen Ben do is he'll sometimes do that. And then also when a match is close sometimes and he plays an, an unreal point, he'll do his like, it's the coolest thing ever, I think, because you don't. I, I've never seen another professional in any sport do it quite this way. But his his like celebration, I think, is really cool. Honestly, he'll put his, and you've seen it. He'll put his fists down by his sides, and then it's not like he's like thrusting. He like like a jolt. It's like a jolt. Like yeah, it's really really cool. I think. And I've never seen that in other sports. He didn't like copy what, what another professional athlete has done in the past. He just does what feels good to him. And I think that it looks really cool. What are your thoughts on that? Just as a side note. <laughs> yeah. And that's also pretty rare from him. I mean, you yeah, rarely see him celebrate either. So he came, he came walking in with sunglasses on. I've rarely, if ever seen him argue about something. If someone's going to argue, it's usually his teammate, it's usually his brother, or it's Annalie Waters. And I think the reason for this, the point that I want to put to all of this, is I think he is so focused that he has to, and he's prepared enough, that he has to let anything outside of his focus go. Like, he can consistently win against some of the best. Everyone has a chance to beat him because they know his way of playing, they can watch his film over and over, but for some reason he continues to win, and I honestly think he is so focused that he's he's able to do so. At the same time, I don't think he's uncaring, but I do think when you're at the top like that, you have to, if you want to still continue to win, you have to get to a point where it doesn't uh, bother you if you lose, and it's not life-changing if you win. Yeah. I mean, that that was what his attitude seemed like all weekend. Not that I don't want this to go the wrong way. Like, okay, so to win pickleball tournaments, you just have to not care. It, it's not that he doesn't care. I think he has to train his mind, unlike any other sport. He has to train his mind in a way to where if he wins, he's okay. If he loses, he's okay. Because it's not a sport where you can go super high adrenaline, super high. Uh, you can't pump yourself up for this because there's so much technique and thought. Yeah, you and have to focus. be. You have to be calm. You have to be calm. You have to be consistent. You have to be able to reset one second and then be able to pound the ball the next second, right? It's not like a UFC fight where these MMA guys. Like, that's more me. That's more how I grew up. I could get really pumped for something if it was hardcore like that because the whole time you're going full blast yeah. and you're going hardcore, and that's fine. But this is completely different. If I'm going full blast and I'm completely pumped up and I'm yelling and I'm swearing or whatever, I can't really play pickleball. Pickleball does not work that way. My shots will not be consistent. I'm not going to have that focus that I need. So, anyway... I hate to say the word uncaring, but he seems to be able to quickly get into a flow state and focus completely. Like I watched him the entire time. Um, 
let's hear your thoughts on that for a second, Oz, and then I'll and then I'll bring up another point, yeah. uh, you know, related to that and bring that even farther. But but what do you think about that? What do you think about him? Uh, you know how how is it that he stays so focused and controlled? I kind of think of him as like a a, a really good boss or mentor to to everybody that he's on the team with. They're all like looking up to him, obviously, because he's the best. But I feel like he's a level six executive, I think is what it's called in business, where it's like he doesn't let things affect him. He doesn't let his temper get get to him type of thing or like let people annoy him. Maybe he does, but he just kind of holds it in. But it was interesting watching that final. He's down 0-2, and it just looks like he doesn't care, honestly. And he's he goes and he's halfway sitting down. Jesse, his partner, is... This is while they're watching the other match with Eric and... Whatever. Lacey. What is it? Schneeman. Schneeman. Yeah, Schneeman. This is while he's watching that match. He's halfway sitting down. Jesse's out on the court, like, cheering him on, and it's like almost like he doesn't care. And... Eric plays a fantastic game. Lacey plays a decent game from what I remember. I think she played good as well. I I don't really remember. But anyways, he's just like halfway sitting down, almost like he doesn't care. But then they come off the court, and he's like high-fiving them. But he's also totally in the zone. It's like a quick celebration of great job coming back. But then he's back in the zone. You can almost like see the switch. So it is interesting. It looks like he doesn't care, but really... I think what it comes down to is he's just straight up relaxed, calm, cool, collected. Um, he's not worried at all. There's no no sense of worry going on. It's just it's either my day or it's not, but I'm not going to let my emotions affect me, and I'm still going to come out and I'm going to play my game. Yes. Yeah, I think it's just so focused that it's either my day or it's not. I like that. Um, that was actually the, ne- the next point that I was going to bring up. So while his teammates are playing there, again, I guarantee Ben Johns cares. I guarantee he cares. I guarantee he cares about his teammates too. But in order for him to focus, I'd love to ask him, but I I bet we're pretty much right here. Yeah. Uh, especially seeing him in, in person too. He does care. If someone asks him a question, he's happy to answer the question. But even in interviews... You can tell, like, say he's up for a triple crown on Sunday, meaning he's maybe he played, let's say he played singles first, and then he's still got to play mixed doubles and doubles. He goes in for a singles interview, and he answers their question, but he's still calm in that situation. I really think he's focused on his next two matches. Um, he's able to, uh, I guarantee he's not uncaring, but it's... I, he is of that thought of it's either my day or it's not my day. I'm just going to do what I know how to do best, and I'm going to stay focused on doing that. He doesn't let much get to him. Um, and I was thinking about a few podcasts back, we talk about Novak Djokovic uh, in tennis, and then he was just recently interviewed. Um, 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes, yeah. Did you watch that or no? I started it actually while I was eating my bowl of cereal this morning and then I never finished it. Okay. I just saw, I just saw a little clip from it and it reminded me of what we had talked about previously. Um, but he talks about how his mental game, 
the guy that was interviewing him, I don't know his name, the guy that was interviewing him said, your mental game is probably the strongest part of your game. Walk us through that gift. And he said, I I need to correct you there. It's not a gift. That's something that I have to work towards. And I have to, you know, he's talking about how he has to work towards getting to that point mentally every single time. He said, I have worries and I have this and that just like everyone else. And so he talks about understanding in the moment, hey, this is a worry of mine. So he recognizes it in the moment. And then he says, but I only let that happen for a few seconds or for a short time. And then it's time to focus again. So he recognizes that, hey, there might be an issue or, hey, so-and-so is bothering me or uh, I'm frustrated with myself because I'm not hitting this right, but it's time to refocus again. Uh, He only lets it happen for a short time. Did he break that down? Um, Did he break down like what it means to focus again? Because I feel like that's easier said than done. It's like, is you, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's bothering me. Time to focus. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah. what did he say? His biggest thing is conscious breathing. And I want to work on that a little bit more too. Uh, oxygen plays a big role in our brain, mm-hmm. obviously. There was another podcast that I was listening to recently. Uh, I hope this doesn't turn anyone off. Uh, Gary Brecka is the guy's name. He has 10X supplements. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. And he talked to about the importance of, of oxygen, talked about a lot of other different things too. Uh, and then I heard, I don't remember, uh, what the guy's name was on a different podcast talking about how oxygen can be so important. And so I think focused breathing, um, and I'm going to try this too, can really help you get more in that flow state and ignore kind of those outside things Mm -hmm. or inside things that are really bothering you. So it doesn't mean they don't exist. It doesn't mean that you're going to be in a perfect state of mind the entire time. But when they do happen, uh, focus on, he calls it conscious breathing, so that you can get out of it faster than you normally would and not get stuck in one negative thing turning into a domino effect of multiple negative things. That's a good point. And especially in tennis, it's like they're they're spending 80% of the time on court not actually playing they have so much time in between it's actually 80 percent. i don't know if you knew that but they have so much time in between points to take that time to consciously breathe as they bounce their serve as they go towel off which they do in between every point pickleball it's a little bit faster but you still do have that time so that's interesting that's something that i've never done is actually consciously breathe but i can see how getting that first of all getting that extra oxygen into your lungs is going to slow down your heart rate right i think something along the lines of like you take a breath in and then you hold that breath and the slower that you breathe the slower that your heart rate goes something like that Mm -hmm. but also taking in that oxygen is just um, honing in your mind on the fact that you're breathing instead of on the fact that you're down nine six in the final game or something like that you're just thinking about consciously breathing so that's really interesting that's cool And so when I think about Ben Johns, I mean, there's multiple players that have like a reset. I know that like Zane Navratil likes to go and tap the back wall every time with his paddle before, and that's kind of his reset before the next point. Or Leia Jansen does her crazy ass thing where she (laughs) crosses her body with the paddle, but it works for her. That's fine. It is crazy, but it works for her. Uh, Ben Johns, I don't know if you've noticed, he never used to do this, but I would say in the past year or so, 
it's more of a Djokovic serve to where he'll bounce that ball, not as extended, but he'll bounce the ball for a while. I think during that time he's resetting before each point because you have 10 seconds when you serve, but how many of the players do you actually see take even close to those 10 seconds yeah. for their once the score is called? I mean, for anyone listening or watching that doesn't know, once the score is called by the ref, you have 10 seconds before you have to actually make contact with the ball on your serve. Um, but it's very rare that anyone takes even close to that. But I would say Ben takes a good five, maybe six seconds uh, during that time, and maybe that's what he's doing then. Um, so I guess I should explain then also, us. So we're there watching. It's always different in person. Um, it feels a little bit more intimate to me. And I feel like I learn a little bit more in person. Yeah. Not that I don't learn when I'm watching on YouTube or wherever else, but um, he just seemed like he was in such a state to where it's okay if I lose. It's okay if I win. I'm just going to focus and play my game. Like you could tell just from his antics the entire time. So like you said, in the they make it to the final, which was – somewhat a surprise in the first place yeah that they even got to the final because they had to beat miami which i thought they would they had a good chance to beat miami and they did and they won but then they had to go through dc which i thought was the toughest team this year and they had just won the previous one and somehow by some miracle they make it through that one they were down oh two in that one too i don't know crazy watched and then they go and they play in the final against the squeeze. And then they go down 0-2 again, meaning they lost their men's match and they lost their women's match. Who, so I'm who like, played okay. who who played who in mixed against DC? I didn't watch it. Um Okay, let me think for a second. So Riley and and one of the Kawamoto's. Jackie, maybe, or Jade. I, I sometimes get them. It was Jade, I believe. <laughs> uh, I get those two mixed up because they are twins. But I think they actually ended up playing Zane and Rorabacher. And then um, Ben and... I'm sorry. Wait, no, wait. Not Zane and Rohrabacher, because that's Squeeze. They were on the opposite side. Yeah, squeeze, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Eric Lang and wow. Lacey Schneeman. Okay, so Eric... I think that's the way it went. Eric and Lacey played against Riley and one of Maybe them. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Because that's a big win for Eric. Now I can't, now I can't remember. But anyways, they ended up winning both those mixed matches. I honestly can't remember now. There were so many, right? That's one right crazy. After the That's other. such good wins. Yeah. But then they're down 0-2 in the final against the squeeze. Ben and Jesse play. Well, first, first Eric and Lacey play Zane and Rohrabacher. Yeah. Rachel. And Zane and Rachel are looking really good in the beginning. And they're up the whole Lacey, time. Lacey, to be honest, is looking like dog crap, especially in the beginning. That's what I thought. I didn't want to say it. Well, it looks like it's over for them, you know? 
and Ben is just his relaxed self over there about to fall asleep standing up. And <laughs> and then they start to turn it on, man. And Eric played well and and Lacey finally turned it up and they won. And then Ben and Jesse get out there and then they win. And so I'm like, well, they kind of have a chance, you know, to win this whole thing. Yeah, still, you don't think. Yeah, because what happens is they go to what's called a dream breaker and that's like a, a singles playoff at the end. And everyone has been dogging on Ben all year because he picked Jesse Irvin. And her singles game is absolute trash. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch <laughs> that. <just> not <laughs> I didn't watch the Dream Breaker. Did she win any points? Like, what happened there? Yeah, so she's just not a singles player. So I leaned over to Whitney, my wife, and I'm like, I'm like, sorry, they don't have a chance. I don't care if Ben wins all his points. Jesse is just she's not a singles player you know they made it this far but that's it for them and she's like oh I think they got a chance I'm like oh okay and Jesse played pretty lights out man and she ended up winning more points than than Rachel and uh and they took it to him like it was super surprising that's crazy but after all that of thinking like you know maybe you shouldn't even be here in the final to Again, winning the final, the guy just wins over and over right after winning a triple crown. It's insane. It was really cool to watch that in person and to watch his antics while he did it. Uh, again, not to be uncaring, but his antics of it's either my day or it's not, so I'm going to be cool with it and, and focused. And so I think that's why, honestly, he continues to win. I think it's definitely more mental than physical. Obviously, he puts in the work. Uh, you know, every day physically. Uh, but I think that that little bit of mental gives him the edge over everyone else that he plays against. I mean, can you think of someone else that has the mental game that he has in pickleball or close to? No, not, on, not even on the women's side. Yeah. He's just superior to all, honestly. Like Annalie Waters, she has a great – she's just – extremely good she's leaps and bounds um from a physical standpoint not not physically as in like stature or anything but her game is leaps and bounds better than every other girl whereas ben's is better than every other guy obviously but it's his mental game that's leaps and bounds in that direction yeah so it's like there's just a huge gap between annalee and all the other women physically uh, but I do think that she has a great mind, but I don't think anybody compares to Ben. It's absolutely insane. Insane that he can be in that situation and just, and when, you know, come back and bring it to two all and then still keep his head in the game enough to not like overanalyze and freak out and be like, oh, oh we've come back now. Like we, we got to make it happen right now. You know that that's not mm-hmm. going through his mind at all. His mind is just task at hand. Yeah. He won their mixed game without barely any celebration or anything, just walked off to the side and then just started warming up for singles. You know, uh, <laughs> stoic, I think, is the word. I watched the first uh, point of that scene, the first, uh, just him versus Zane. That was it. And then all of a sudden, my son grabbed the remote, fast-forwarded it, and it was 2018 when he pushed play, it was kind of funny. <laughs> so he pushed play at 2018. I'm like, all right, well, no point in watching it now. And then I watched the final point, and I think it was Schneeman, I think, 
won the final yeah. point. But yeah. it was it was funny. But I watched that those first uh, four points against Zane, and Zane hit this insane winner. There was no chance he was winning the point, and he hit this insane winner off of the third shot in St. Angle, and I was like, yeah, they're in trouble here. And then, and then he fast-forwards it. It's 2018. I'm like, I'm shocked. I was super happy for him, though. I was glad they won because – yeah, I like I like everybody on the squeeze except for one person. So, yeah, same <laughs> same thing. I like Zane. I like Diasco. I just I really struggle with Anna Bright. Uh, Very antics. It's me that's the problem too. I'm the one that's bugged <laughs> by him. I'm the one that's bugged by her ticks. Like literally, for me, so. it's not just the antics either. It's her. Uh, I don't know the idea that maybe she's better than everybody else and maybe she's not, but that's just how it comes off to me. Yeah. And so it kind of rubs me the it's wrong wenchy. way. It's yeah. wenchy. Yeah. Like, wenchy. Like you said, <laughs> maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's my problem. Yeah. Um, it's our problem for sure. <laughs> 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 so to narrow this all down, uh, why winners continue to win and why, uh, those that dominate continue to dominate. Uh, I think it's their mental capacity. If you haven't already, go back and watch or listen to our podcast titled 10 Mental Tips for Your Pickleball Game. Um, we go through a lot of strategies that can help you focus mentally. Uh, you know, conscious breathing is another thing. Um, there's definitely books to read. We mention those in the 10 Mental Tips podcast. But I just thought it was really cool to be able to watch the, watch him in person and actually, you know, see what what makes him so successful. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the mental thing is, is pretty great. Yeah, hopefully he comes to Red Rock this year because he didn't come last year. So I hope he makes it happen because I would like to see him in person. I'm not about to travel anywhere to see him, so... <laughs> <laughs> one other side note before we finish jack sock Catherine parenta are going to be playing together in 2024 i'm sure you saw that i did i'm excited about that and i think jack sock is going to come in i mean since he has Catherine parento i couldn't have picked a better person for him for mixed i think that's freaking perfect she's a rock i think we're going to see so many finals with Jack Sock, Catherine, Ben, and Ali. So many finals, and I do think that Jack Sock is going to start coming out on top of them about halfway through the year and pass up Ben. That's my prediction. That's a bold prediction, Cotton. Yeah, we, <laughs> I, I, think, I think the same thing. I think they might start out a little bit slow. They'll, they'll get used to each other. Uh, Jack will start to get used to playing against different players. Uh, see what he needs to cover, but he's meant for mixed too. Yeah, he is. Uh, his length. And yeah, she's she's so consistent. So I I think they can do really well. I I really think even even though I'm not a huge fan, I think Anna and James will do really well this year too. I think towards the end of the year they've really started to turn it on and figure out some things. So they'll be. It'll be a struggle for Jack and Catherine, even playing them in the beginning. But I, I think they'll start to figure it out, like you said. So I remember yeah, An that'll be really fun to watch. Anna and James played against Jack and Anna Lee in that random tournament in North Carolina, Jack's only tournament. 
and Jack got in the head of Aunt, of Anna Bright like super bad. And I remember like watching her lips and the stuff that she was saying. She was saying some like savage things about how much she hated Jack Sock. She's like, I freaking hate him. But she was not saying freaking. And she was just like, <laughs> he's such a D. He's such a D. Like she she was not saying D. <laughs> but she, I think that he's definitely in her head. I can see them doing well. I honestly think, here's my unpopular opinion. I think James needs to stop split-stepping as much as he's split-stepping because it's hurting his game. And in this recent tournament, the CIB... Sipco, CIBC, whatever it was, the finals. Yeah. Watching him and Matt Wright play against the Johns bros. And every single time that Ben speeds it up to James, James is shanking it time and time again. And it's because he's literally hopping as he's trying to counter or reset the ball every single time. So they kept coming out on top of it. I'm just like, dude, it just makes no sense to be moving as you're hitting the ball. So I think that he needs to change that to an extent. I th- still think it's good to move, but he has to be still when he's actually making contact with the ball. But that being said, would James absolutely destroy me? Yes. <laughs> that also being said, could James be the number one player in the world if if he changed that? In my opinion, I think I think he could. And I don't think it has to be a drastic change, but dude's got to stop hopping that much. It's not helping. Yeah, he's been he's been on fire for sure. What he's lacking is consistency. When he hits a winner, he hits a winner, yeah. man. I like, love his crazy. Form. But one step forward, two steps back. You know, you you hit that crazy, beautiful, good-looking winner and then you shank two or three balls in a row. It's not really helping you. I mean, go watch so yeah. I didn't really Go watch that match. I'm sure you have watched it, but I'm telling everybody that's Yeah. Like go watch that match. It's the CIBC finals it's matt wright james ignatowich versus ben and colin go watch it you'll see he literally shanks so many shots and it's not just this match it's multiple matches when he gets sped up on he has a fantastic counter half the time but the other half the time he's up in the air as he's trying to counter the ball so it's making sense yeah it just doesn't that's good that you pointed that out i wondered what it was that's making him just be inconsistent because his serve is is fire lately so good like so fast uh he misses one every once in a while but i think it's worth it in his situation just like i think it's worth it in Deckel's situation uh i think those two can go for it because they make it nine times out of ten and they'll usually get points off of their serve because of how fast that it is and they're giants i think it's worth it in that situation but but yeah the consistency is all that he's missing there so yeah, we'll find out. It'll be an exciting year. I do think he and Matt will definitely make some finals, if not win a few this coming year. And we still don't know yeah. who Jack Sock is playing with men's-wise, right? Sounds like Sam Query. <laughs> oh, that's, no that, that's my guess. No way. I don't know. Like, hey, maybe Sam will come out and surprise us and play good, but I've already seen him and Jack play together. And unless Sam is a different person which he could be in 2024. Maybe he's actually been spending time training. Unless he's a different person. But we saw them play in that <laughs> as they were, they were like the coaches of that one tournament, whatever. They played together. They could have. If there was two jacks out on the court, they would have won in two. But they barely lost the first game and then got smoked the second game. But it's like yeah. it, if it's a different Sam Query, which from what I'm hearing, I heard that he's been applying himself more in actually training so 
I mean, that's possible, but I just don't see the fit with him and pickleball at least being at the top. But it, it could happen. But let's let's uh, let's turn into pickleheads here for just a second and think about. Let's guess who Jack Sock could play with before we end the pod. So we know that we know that Matt is playing with James. Um, Tyson doesn't have a partner right now, to my knowledge. But he played with Jack once, and they lost in the first round. So I don't see Tyson and Jack getting together. Could yeah. have been a fluke. I know that the people they played were real familiar with Jack's game because they're from North Carolina. They played with him before, blah, blah, blah. So that could have had something to do with it. But I, I don't think it's going to be Tyson. Ben's obviously locked in with Colin. Uh, James is obviously – J.W. Johnson is locked in with, um, with Dylan Frazier. Uh, I'm just trying to think of some of the top well, guys. Here's who he needs to play with, and here's who he would win with halfway through the year, regardless of men's or, or women's. Let's say it at the, let's say it at the same time. Okay, we're talking about a guy, right? Yeah, he needs to ditch his current partner because his current partner chokes at every single tournament. Okay. Oh, maybe we're not talking about the same guy, <laughs> but on three, ready, one, two, three. Thomas Christian Wilson. Alshon. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Christian could be good too. Thomas Wilson Dude, and him, though, I think. so much. Christian has. He could play with Christian, and they'd be super successful, I guarantee it. Yeah. I hope he doesn't play with Riley. It sounds like Riley's playing with Christian and maybe Thomas and mixing it up again. Who knows what he's doing? But Riley <laughs> wants to be the guy. He wants to be the guy, and nobody can play with him because he's constantly switching things up, even during the game, yeah. and it's messing all of his partners up. But, yeah, Thomas Wilson would be a great one. Christian Alshon would be another a good one. Um, those those would AJ, be my top two. I love two. you, man, but I don't think so. I also think Travis Rettenmeyer because I think Travis could play really well on the right side with Jack. Oh, I think so too. I think that would be a good match. But and, it sounds like he's going to play with Zane a lot next year. and um, That'd be good. You're saying who? Travis? Travis, yeah, he's going to play with Zane quite a bit, and it'll come to me. Deckel. I can't remember who else he said he was going to play with. Nah. I mean, Julian. it's possible that Jack would play with Deckel. Um, Jack could play with Julian and get in people's heads, but I think Julian still is one of those that has to be the guy and wants to be on the left, so I just I don't see that one happening either. Whoever Jack plays with, Jack plays on the left. I agree. He has to play on the freaking left. Yeah. He can just cover so much court. I think top team, though, him and Thomas Wilson, in my opinion, I think would beat the the Johns brothers within a few tournaments, and then they'd continue beating them. You just, That'd be a crazy team. You got Thomas, who has insanely fast hands. And, he's, and feet. And feet, and <laughs> Probably the most athletic person in pickleball right now. And then you have Jack Sock coming in who just replaced him. So now he's gone from most athletic to second most athletic because Jack's there. (laughs) It's like you have the two most athletic people, fastest hands. I just don't see them them losing very often after they figure figure out antics and stuff like that and working with each other. Yeah. But him and, and Christian could be good Jack too. Jack Sock doesn't. I mean, is it possible that he doesn't have a partner yet? I think he does, and they're keeping it on the low right now. But what do you think? I hope that he's talked to Thomas. I don't know. 
I don't know. All I know is as soon as I found out Jack was with Selkirk, I don't know what, how long ago that was three months ago, four months ago, whatever it was. I said, him and Thomas Wilson need to play together. So if they play together, we're going to see them in a final and I bet it'll be, I, I mean, I hope that they do so that I can prove my point, but I just see them as being disgusting together. Oh yeah. That would be a killer team for sure. All right, Oz, anything else? No, that was awesome. Thanks for preparing that. Thanks for going to San Clemente and getting um, gonorrhea <laughs> so that we could all hear, <laughs> so that we could all learn. No, no problem. <laughs> I do it for the people. He's a, he's a very I'm selfless a man. man. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad you're feeling better. And thanks for joining us, Pickleheads. We'll see you on the next one. Later. <laughs>